You're listening to the Coach T Podcast, hosted by my dad. Welcome to another edition of the Coach T Podcast. My name is Isaiah Thomas. Uh, really appreciate all the love and support as always. It's been a really fun time doing the podcast. My goal is to interview some of the best and brightest in the wrestling and start venturing out a little bit. Um, I've been staying pretty statewide and everything. Maybe get a couple of people out of state, but that's neither here nor there. Today, I have a treat for you. Uh, one of the good guys in wrestling, my assistant coach for my first two years as a head coach at Western, great friend, Mr. Jared McGraw. Jared, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you doing, buddy? Good. Just got done with a 3.09 mile run. It was supposed to be 3.1, but my thing stopped or what have you. But today is my sister-in-law's uh, birthday, and she just turned 39. So exciting. Happy All birthday, right. Jenny. She doesn't yeah, listen to the birthday. podcast, so <laughs> she, won't know, she won't know the shout out in this. Uh, and these episodes are pre-taped, so this is going to come out probably a month or two before her birthday or after her birthday. That's okay. So uh, me and Jared go, uh, we've been friends for like the past seven years yeah. and uh, uh, had the had the great fortune of having him as my first lead assistant when I became the head coach at Western um, those two years, which we're going to talk about a little bit in detail, were really special. And me and Jared have very similar connections with things that have happened in our lives, um, losing a sibling uh, at a young age and um, that bond. And just from a coaching perspective, we really clicked with each other. And, and I know for all those coaches out there, when you have assistant coaches or anybody that's in your program, it's nice to find guys they are not yes men or yes, yes people. They are people that you can bounce ideas off of. And, and it's all about moving the program forward. So regardless of what you come as a decision, remember, it's always about the program. And I felt that me and Jared did a fantastic job of that. So I appreciate uh, that time that we had together. Yeah, I do too. Great times. So tell me, how did you get involved in the great sport of wrestling? Um, so I actually didn't get involved until my freshman year of high school. Um, my dad, um, tried to get me into youth wrestling, um, in sixth, seventh and eighth grade. Um, but I had no idea what the sport of wrestling was and all of my buddies were playing basketball. So I wanted to continue playing basketball. Um, <laughs> Don't we all? So I did that, and then uh, going into freshman year, um, I kind of knew that basketball really wasn't my sport. Um, you know, I was decent at it, but um, I just didn't have that love that I got once I started wrestling. Um, so I went to the first practice of wrestling, um, and our head coach, who at that time was John Shelton, at Grand Rapids Catholic Central. Um, first practice was basically all conditioning. Um, and he ran the heck out of us. And I don't know why, but um, that, just the conditioning alone, you know, and pushing your body to limits that you hadn't pushed it before, um, really sunk in with me. And I think that's initially where I really fell in love with the sport um and just kept moving forward in it so uh i wrestled all four years um on varsity 
um, at 145, which, you know, looking back, I probably shouldn't have done that because cutting weight was not fun. But, uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, but no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I was the team captain my senior year. Um, I had 100 career wins. Um, I unfortunately never was able to make it to the state tournament. Um, that is one thing that, you know, every wrestler looks forward to making it. Um, and at that time, uh, it was still at the palace. Um, but I went a bunch of times. Um, I just feel, I don't know personally, but from what people have told me, um, the atmosphere is just better, uh, when you're wrestling on the floor versus in the stands. But um, aside from that, you know, I think um, the biggest thing I think for me was just that it was it was a one on one competition. Um, it was you against one other person, and at the end of that match, if you won, you didn't have anybody to thank but yourself, um, and if you lost, you had no one to blame but yourself. And I that really sank in with me really well. Uh, my at the end of my freshman season um and yeah and then from there it was just go out there and do the best that you can yeah yeah i I remember um when it comes to wrestling and everything else it's it's almost like infectious but a good way the the fact that you, you mentioned about how you essentially get out what you put into it Regardless yeah. of what happens, the effort is on you, win or lose. There's nobody else to. You can't uh, blame it on your coaches. can't blame it on the officials. You can't blame it on your teammates. It's one of the few sports where you can take destiny into your own hands and really run with it. You can decide whether you want to wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning before school and run. You can decide whether you want to go lift in the morning. You can decide to um, go get extra workouts on Sundays, even though you should be taking a break, like all those things you can decide. And and I think that's what sets our sport apart from, from other sports. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, I don't remember who said it, um, but I've had multiple coaches tell me that um, once wrestling enters your blood, it will never leave you. Yeah. Yeah. It's still there, still there forever. Yeah, it is. I've been in for 20, almost over 20 years. And I don't know if I'll ever leave. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so after high school, what'd you do then? I, uh, I really wanted to wrestle in college, um, but I didn't get any offers um, out of high school. Um, so I kind of hung up the shoes for a little bit. Um, so I went to Central Michigan. Uh had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. Um, and that was right around the time that my youngest brother, um, who unfortunately passed away, was going through all of his cancer treatment. Um, so after a year and a half at Central, um, I came back home uh, to be with his family. Um, and then went to CC for a year. Um, got some credits and then got my uh personal training certificate um did that for a little bit and then kind of just you know was working odd end jobs and then um i would go back and help uh at practices at catholic a lot 
um, during that time. Um, John Shelton was still the coach. And then after he left, Nick Lewin came in, who's now the coach at Highland High. Um, so I helped out here and there with him too. And then um, when BJ Schroeder took the job, um, I went up to him and just asked if he, you know, was looking for any volunteers. Um, and, you know, he was open arms. Um, so I helped out there too. So I was in that room with um, the probably one of the best teams that Catholic Central has ever put out. Um, and you had uh, the likes of um, his son, Devin Schroeder, mm-hmm. Nate Lennox. Um, you know, he had uh, the that team made it to, I believe, uh, the final eight and then lost that year in this team state finals. Um, but they ended up having, I think they had four state champions that year individually. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that room was very talented. Um, Dominic Forbes was in that class. Um, and then we had uh, twins from Rockford, Rockford that transferred in. So, I mean, that was just a fun room to be a part of with all that talent. Um, and as, as you know, Nate Lennox and Devin both wrestled at Purdue mm-hmm. um, and had, you know, outstanding careers there. So um, it was just fun to be involved with that program. Yeah. Give back to, you know, give back to the, to a team that I was on. Um, so it was just fun. Um, and then after that, um, I met my now wife, uh, Lauren in Grand Rapids. And then she had already known that she was going to med school so she moved to Kentucky, um, and then I followed her down there after a year. Um, and then, uh, by the grace of God, we were, uh, you know, she matched in Bay City. So we got married that summer, moved up to Bay City, and then I was just looking for a job. Uh, and the assistant at Western High School, and I was like, oh, that'd be fun to get back into it. So uh, yeah, I applied and, um, at first I didn't think I got it. Um, cause it took, it took a little bit of time. Cause I think, I think it was posted in probably early summer. Um, mm-hmm. and I didn't hear anything from anybody probably until the beginning of the school year. Um, so when they reached out, I was like, Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> that, yeah. As a person that's, that, that, worked in that uh in the bay city public schools that was kind of always i I think when i got hired as a freshman football coach it was like boom 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 i got hired i got an interview on friday they gave me the job on friday and then i started monday for the head wrestling coach job i got interviewed back in july just like you and didn't find out till mid-september so it's always just like it's all about the timing i guess yeah it is so yeah and then you know um, as we all know, I got that job and, um, you know, it was honestly, that was, those were some really good teams to be a part of those two years. Um, you know, I don't know, I don't know how we would have matched up against, uh, the Devin Schroeder and Nate Lemix <laughs> Catholic central team, but, you know, we had a lot of talent, um, you know, and it was, it was fun. And then after those two years, it was bittersweet to leave um 
but yeah, and then we moved to the west side of the state where I'm originally from. And I, you know, I've been following it um, since we moved back, just haven't had the time to give back to a program yet. Um, with two young ones, it's, it's a little hard to get back into a coaching position. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I understand it. Uh, understand it well. I I think about um, our our time together in, in coaching is just just like I said a really good mesh. So, what is your like opinion when it comes to the role of an assistant coach, and 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 their uh, role in the program? Yeah, um, you know, I think it's I think it's a very vital role to any program. Um, you know, they are they as for me anyway. I was there to support you. Um, and that's kind of how it is. You know, the assistant coach is there to support the head coach. Um, and then also be, you know, that liaison between parents to head coach. Um, you know, and it's, you know, it's the old saying of, you know, everybody always loves the assistant coach. Nobody likes the head coach. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I think as an assistant coach, you you are there to help better the program um, in any way that you can, um, whether that's helping kids after practice, if that's, you know, talking to parents, if that's setting up practices, meetings, um, you know, getting things ready for a weekend tournament, um, making sure that, you know, just double checking, making sure that you have extra headgear, everything that you need as far as food table stuff or, you know, if you have certain documentation that a wrestler needs, like just making sure that everything is ready for that tournament, just to take off as much pressure or thought from the head coach that you can, um, I think really helps any program out. I remember a particular time we we wrestled Mount Pleasant. I'll never forget. We we were wrestled Mount Pleasant and we won in a tie. Basically, I think we had the most bonus points. And the next day in practice, like there, I, we both had this kind of look that it was going to be one of those practices where we're going to tear into them and tell them how we really feel. And this is when, if I remember correctly, I was just starting my job at Bridgeport, so I'm coming in to practice as you were laying down the law on the kids about how. You know, we didn't wrestle up to our potential that night. And then I'm coming in and telling them. <laughs> so it was nice to have that um, that kind of commonality. Like, this is what we, this is how we view it. Like, we can yeah. wrestle, we can compete better. And I think that was the practice where I knew, like, we got the right guy. That's that's the right coach that we need for the program. Yeah, that was a, uh, that was an interesting practice. To tell you, to say the least, <laughs> I don't think those kids thought that we had that intensity in us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, and it's funny you mention that because I feel like after that, after you and I both had that conversation with them, um, there was a change in the room. Um, and you could see it from that point on to the end of the season. Because um, I think a lot of those kids just, thought that you know oh you know we won like whatever we're gonna roll through this and then we had you know we had a couple kids that um knew 
you know, that they had to put in harder work. Um, but it was just something about that conversation, I feel like, really pushed a lot of those kids that were on the fence um, over to the other side and really understood that if we want to accomplish our goals, that there's a lot more that needs to be done. Right, right. And that was a, that first year was a very, very special, special kind of uh, season there, you know, ending with a state champ and, and three all state wrestlers and and six qualifiers. I mean, it was um, and then make it to regional finals and having to wrestle Davison, who ended up being runner up in the state that year. Um, yeah, it was a really, truly, truly magical season. And then we get to to year two where, um, you know, we kind of we understand where we need to be and we have essentially the same team back except for uh, three three mainstays in our in our lineup. But it was um, still another great year and, and another district title and another regional finals appearance against Davison and uh, three all staters again. So it was uh, yeah. it was good. It was it was that second season, obviously. Um, you know, was it was a bittersweet season, and you know, as we as we said, it was it was our one last ride. <laughs> uh, so you know, to you know, and I'll never forget, you know, after um, when Noah Shaner and Kobe Moore uh, both lost their semifinal matches. Um, you know, because we I Noah had one. I wanted him to get that second one because that second one's harder than the first one. Yeah. Um, and Kobe had been working his butt off all year because um, he wanted to be at the top of that podium. Um, and I think that's side note. I think that's another thing that's so great about wrestling is it's never, nothing is ever given to you. It doesn't matter how hard you work and how much extra time you put in. Um, that state championship is not given to anybody. It's earned. Um so, but yeah, and I'll never forget after those boys matches, uh, you and I had that moment in the hallway. It felt like an eternity. It was probably only about <laughs> maybe a minute, but, um, you know, that was, that was a touching moment for me. Um, you know, just cause all of our hard work was there. Um, it was just unfortunate that we weren't able to get those kids where they wanted to be. Mm-hmm. But hats off to them for coming back after some emotional losses. It's it's very yeah. difficult when you're that close to being in the finals and losing a heart losing some heartbreakers, but then to come back and win your next two to take third. I mean it just takes yeah. a lot of a lot of guts, a lot of grit. And as we've talked about before, wrestling's really a reflection of life. You're gonna get knocked down and you have two choices. Either you're gonna lay down or you're gonna get back up. And, and those two young men got back up and and did what they what they had to do at that moment and and had fantastic careers they did and they it was a pleasure coaching those those young men along with all their kids that we got to coach during that time. Yeah. Now that you've been kind of in and out over the last five years, what are some great things that you've seen from the outside, um, whether it be youth wrestling, high school wrestling? Um, what are some changes that you that you see that you see that the sports going in the right direction in the state of Michigan? And what are some things that maybe we can improve on? Yeah, I mean, I think one thing that I think is so amazing is the growth of um, women's wrestling. 
Um, I think it is so awesome. That there's so many high school programs that are adding um, girls teams. Um, some of them are just having girls wrestle on the boys team um, until they get enough um, girls to participate to have their own women's team. But I think that is absolutely 100% the right direction for the sport of wrestling um you know to just say it doesn't matter who you are if you want to come and wrestle come on and wrestle we will we will show you everything that we know and you can take it however you want and if you you know if you want to keep going awesome if not no hard feelings so um i think the addition of that is 100 percent a good thing for the sport um something that i think we could improve on um you know right off the top of my head um i can't think of anything too pressing um but you know i think this would just be my own personal thing but if we could get the state tournament back to a facility like the palace, um, that would be something that I think would really bring more, I don't know, um, atmosphere to it. Um, Mm -hmm. I've been to the Ford field tournament. Um, it, it just doesn't feel the same. Um, you know, it's, I think it's just too big. Um, but, you know, that's here nor there, <laughs> you know. Um, but I think another thing I think is just, you know, making sure that all the kids that want to wrestle get that opportunity. Right. You know, um, giving any kid an opportunity to be on a team um, is the greatest thing you can do. Because a lot of kids out there are might be too shy or might not know how to – get onto a wrestling team. Um, so just getting out into your community and your school and just being able to offer that to anybody, I think would be a better, a one way we could even grow the sport even more than we already have. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. Um, I'm one of those people that I, I don't dislike Ford field. I think from a coaching and wrestler perspective, it is, the best thing for them because of how much room they have to warm up. Uh, If everybody remembers the palace, they pretty much had to let one or two weight classes down at a time to warm up in the warm up area before they could go on the mat. And um, at Ford field, that's not an issue. And, you know, the sight lines, depending on, you know, what you want to watch is very, it's very difficult. I agree with that, but it's kind of like a, you know, (laughs) Take take what you can, uh, you know, pick your poison type of deal, or pick what you what you want. Um, right. The palace was such a unique experience for the spectators, unique experience for the wrestlers. Um, as a person that's competed in it, it was um, it's something that you just you can't really describe in words. It, it really yeah. it, it for all those people that watch like big time sporting events, the palace was that it was the show. You know, right. I believe Ford Field is becoming that also. It's going to take some getting used to, but um, yeah, it, it, that's kind of the, one of the things we've talked about for a while how to improve that. 
And um, I know most of the people at MHSA are working their butts off to continue to give opportunities to those athletes and those coaches to make memories at the Ford Field um, yeah. moving forward. <laughs> yeah, and it was no, it was no fault to the MHSA that they lost the Palace. You yeah, know, that wasn't that wasn't on them. Um, and quick story on the Palace: I will never forget Kobe Moore's match. Uh, my first year being an assistant, <laughs> he was he was literally the last match wrestling. So everybody in the palace is watching. Um, there's 12 seconds left on the clock, and he's down by two, and he's on bottom. And Joe LaFromboise and I are in the corner, and I just told Kobe, I said, you know, hit, hit your Granby. Just try it. You know, you got nothing to lose. Just hit it. And he had this weird way of getting into his Granby. Um, but from the whistle, I don't know how he got to it, but he did. And he turned him and Joe and I are going crazy in the corner. And there's a picture that I still have on my phone after Kobe was able to pin him um, of Kobe just going nuts on the mat. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, is I go back up to our suite um, and, you know, everybody's high-fiving and hugging. And the funniest thing is Kobe's dad didn't even know that he pinned him because he was so excited <laughs> because everybody was standing up in front of him. Uh, he didn't even – he just knew he won. He didn't even know yeah. he pinned him. Oh, yes, the Kobe Moore roll. Watch yeah. out for that. <laughs> yeah, it was, that, it. yeah, that was uh, – I mean – so exciting and and the whole thing about like never giving up there's time in the clock you could still wrestle to to win to not only come back and tie the match but to win the match and win the match emphatically with a pin yes yeah so well jared man it's been great reminiscing about about our our time together although short it was very memorable to me and i appreciate everything you've uh done in your wrestling life and hopefully the kids get a little bit older, you'll be able to give a little bit more back. But as a person that has two kids, I understand. I had to take some time away myself, um, take a year off from from coaching. And, and sometimes it gives you a little bit better perspective on things, things that you did in the past and things you want to do differently moving forward. So I don't – you keep raising those kids with Lauren, and, and you guys are doing a great job with Parker and Nora. I'm, I'm sure they love you a lot. I'm sure Parker wants a Hershey's chocolate bar, so make sure you give him a Hershey's chocolate bar um, after oh, yeah. we're done with the interview, okay? I, I will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jared. Great talk to you, man. You take care. Yeah, you too, buddy. Bye-bye. All right, bye. Thank you for listening to the Coach T Podcast by my dad.